Hey folks, Chris McLean back again with yet another episode of the show. And today I am chatting to Rajat from Shoot Order. They're a digital marketing agency based out of India. And they are a team of 55 <laughs> creative digital marketing minds working for small to mid-level enterprises. And they support the full end-to-end -end digital marketing spectrum, including management of owned, paid and earned media. 55 people, Rajat. That's a, that sounds like a headache, but that sounds like a, an, inc an incredible business you've built. That's, that's, a, that's a considerably large team. Right, Chris. We did not start uh, with a huge number. Of yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> we started with a couple of people. And mm -hmm. over the years, we had grown to a level that we have a good team now. COVID uh, uh, did impact that strength a bit. But uh, mm. however, after uh, a year of uh, um, getting to know how to deal with COVID, we have gone back to the same strength again. Yeah, amazing. So how long ago did you start out? We started in 2013. Okay. Yeah. And uh, primarily, it was more of an application development company. We started mm. as an application development, but soon we realized that uh, application is just the half job done. We, we were asked to do the marketing of those web applications and mobile applications. Yeah. However, we were doing it. We were doing it uh, as a part of our job, but we never mm. focused on digital marketing as such. But then yeah. later we realized that uh, uh, not just building the app, but also promoting them. Because if you have the right sense of marketing, the application development gets better in terms yeah, of right. optimizing those web applications for search engine optimizations and uh, yeah. Things which are more related to digital marketing. So we started getting into that and uh, we created some of the applications which were using uh, programmatic SEO, gained a lot of traffic. And uh, yeah, that's that's how that's how it all started. Yeah. And uh, 2014, uh, we were full-fledged into digital marketing. Yeah, right. Our, our, our focus, our face uh, was the company uh, at that time was completely into digital marketing. And since then, we are primarily a digital marketing company over a web application development. Okay. So, okay. We, so you really only spent 12 months as a, as a sort of a, an app company and then you pivoted into the full spectrum digital? 12 months, yeah. The first yeah. 12 months was a lot of struggle because uh, mm. we were new into the market. We didn't know how to get to the bigger clients, we were only getting startups who were also mm -hmm. not willing to pay for the kind of efforts that we were putting. However, it took us a good 12 months to 15 months uh, for us to understand how the market works. Mm -hmm. And when I started, I started immediately after my college, immediately right. after yep. my engineering. Yep. So I didn't, I didn't know how the market worked, mm -hmm. but then it, it uh, came pretty well. I, uh, I got few people who were pretty good at their job and, uh, we all chipped in to uh, get that success, and uh, in a in a in a good context, I don't remember my 2015 to 2017. <laughs> it was so busy; we were all doing uh, whatever we could do to get the better success for our clients. So we don't even remember what happened during those days. And then uh, soon after 2018, we see a great big team of about 40, 45 people sitting mm -hmm. from a single office and. Uh, when, when we look back, we kind of, you know, uh, uh, talk about it, the the initial struggle days because hiring was a problem. We were not big in the beginning. 
we only had mm-hmm. about two employees and we wanted to show them big because nobody wants to join a startup which is only starting with two employees yeah, yeah. so we faked a bit <laughs> in the beginning <laughs> but it all paid off we, we people laugh about it now and uh, mm. yeah that's, that's how it started yeah well yeah that that <laughs> no not not surprised that you talk about those few years as a blur that you don't remember i think that's that's pretty standard for for startups but particular agencies and agency founders and owners in those those early years um when you you're trying to pu- pull all the stuff together and you've got the stresses of growth and trying to build team and get clients and uh, put enough money in the bank to survive the next month and the next quarter and get everything done it can uh, sort of fly by in a flash but those can also when you look back those are sort of the some of the times that you enjoy the most i found um, you sort of look back at those crazy days <laughs> every day is kind of a you're just trying to figure stuff out and go hey, what are we doing today um they can be fun but fun and furious but um it's also nice to get to that point where you, you have that like you have now that stability and you've got that core team and then you can look at right how do we scale and grow and and shift uh, audiences and that sort of thing um do you speaking of audiences do you target a particular niche or is it just sort of all sma sort of mid small mid-tier businesses is it local is it e-com is it SaaS is anyone in particular or is it kind of any any type of business so we did not have any specific audience or niche that we were targeting at that time mm-hmm. because uh, back in 2014s and 15s also india was pretty new for to digital marketing we we mm-hmm. all know what is digital marketing but uh, the uh, the industry was not very well organized mm-hmm. so we started catering to almost every industry to every client whether they're looking for mobile app installation campaigns or mm. for lead generation or an e-commerce company looking for uh, d2c selling so we were we were almost doing everything but then um, over the years we realized that we are doing pretty well in healthcare sector healthcare okay. uh, who are looking for uh, lead generation uh, i'm talking mm. about hospitals i'm talking about health healthcare companies who are yeah. d2c brands selling to the consumers the health supplements and so on so um soon we realized that about a good uh, 50 to 60% of our business is only coming from the healthcare sector so that right. that became our uh, major industry we started uh, uh, pitching more and more clients uh, in different geographies for uh, uh, showing the case studies of the previously um, success that we had with different clients and that uh, gave us uh, even more confidence and that gave us uh, a better way for us to build our clientele mm, so mm. yeah healthcare uh, specifically can be considered as one of the uh, vertical where uh, we had a good success and we started focusing much more than the other uh, uh, verticals that we had in industry yeah yeah i think it's, it's as much as niching is a thing that gets talked about a lot and maybe over talked about i think it there's there's points in the business where niching down and focusing on something that you've done well can be a great way to grow and scale cuz like you're saying you become you get some expertise you know how to do that thing so every new customer that comes in you already know how to deliver how to service the conversations the structure the processes all that stuff's kind of there rather than new client comes in okay now we got to work out a new process new one comes in okay we got to work out a new process which is what that probably that first few years was like right it was like get something in work out how to do it get something in work out how to do it 
Um, exactly. But finding finding that thing where you can get that repeat business, then you know at least you've got a pretty good idea how to how to attract that audience and then how to deliver. I think for me that's the benefit of niching. It just simplifies the marketing, the sales, and the delivery processes. Um, so ha- at least having one niche that you focus on, and it sounds like you've kind of got healthcare, and then you also apply your trade against any other business. Um, but at least you've got that that stable that you can kind of come back to and know. We can always go deeper in healthcare. We can always get that kind of client because we've got the case study expertise, et cetera. So I think it's yes. definitely a good approach that that, seen, that tends to prove successful for a lot of agencies. So that's that's interesting. You can sort of I like how you're set up that you've you have a niche, but you're also kind of full service. You're not just healthcare. You kind of got that one big piece in healthcare, and then you. Can kind of I guess you let your creativity out against other industries and bring in interesting right. work for you guys to work on too. Right, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that that's how it works, and I think a lot of uh, agencies are following the similar model. They start, mm-hmm. um, they focus on a niche. However, they also experiment in different verticals on different uh, uh, kind of uh, digital marketing that they want to do. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, and uh, on top of it, creativity is anyway, any day, you know, ask of the market uh, without creative campaigns, without creative strategy, it's very hard to survive in the market. And uh, the kind of uh, uh, freelance uh, network that built, uh, that got built over the years, it is, uh, it keeps us always on our toes because uh, these mm-hmm. freelancers mm-hmm. are doing hack every now and then and we need to compete with them right. because uh, the yeah. bigger brands when they get to when they come to you and say that a freelancer who is who he's paying like a small amount can do such a big impact to his business. How come an agency like yours, you know, mm. cannot think about it? So we need to we need to be very much uh, up to our toes to deliver those kind of strategies to the clients. Mm. So creative, innovative ways of uh, doing the campaign management and. Uh, the digital strategies is definitely very important. Mm. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. It's like you could like India, Philippines, certain countries have massive communities um, where a lot of the world goes to, to to hire these sorts of resources and get freelancers. So yeah, it's interesting you say you're as an agency you're competing with that market because there's there's a lot of them. They're very good. They're highly skilled um they're maybe cheaper a lot of the times because it's an individual versus an agency so maintaining maintaining that competitive advantage against competitors um must be super interesting in in a place like india do you service local businesses or are you servicing global businesses we we serve uh, across the globe we have clients from middle okay. east we have clients coming from us uk Mm-hmm. And and domestic. Yeah. So um, the the uh, competition that I was talking about with the freelancers is not a competition. It's more like um, a, a remark that comes from the client that you know the freelancers are able to you know come up with better ideas. So it's mm-hmm. it's more because um, the there's, there's no specific there's no direct agency than freelancers because what happens with freelancers is that they're able to deliver that strategy. They're able to hack the growth. However, they're not able mm. to do it professionally. And yeah, any right. established venture, any established company who is looking for month-on-month growth, 
was looking for a professional work wouldn't uh, go to a freelancer to execute their strategies and give their accounts to them because um, the professionalism is the most important uh, part mm. of uh, the whole assignment that you right? so that that's where uh, agencies have uh, better protocols better way of uh, processing the things uh, yeah. streamlined process and so on. Um, the, the competition that comes with the freelancers is more of a healthy competition because what they do is they mm-hmm. come up with really good hacks and you as an agency have to drive um, such hacks for your clients to you know, uh, delight them with the kind of uh, digital mm-hmm. strategies that uh, can happen over the digital media and uh, that, that's where uh, I brought kind of freelancers come in the picture. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. India, Philippines, uh, uh, are definitely uh, a huge hub for uh, freelancing. People from the West uh, do a lot of freelancing with uh, freelancers from India, uh, at least yeah. like us. Yeah. Um, and definitely, it's all about the cost. India was known mm. to execute things which were more into performance marketing, not into the creative yeah. work. But this this yeah. Um, yeah. this notion yeah. is also getting changed. Um, the, the notion is changing in such a way that people are also relying on Indian-based agencies for their creative works as well. So, and and uh, we feel that our transparent process and the way that we have executed over the last years and companies like us have contributed to that in the notion as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, really interesting to to get that on the ground. Uh, perspective but i like what you're saying that the competitive advantages that agency has is is professionalism and capacity and you know strategy and all everything all, all under one way you might get some some good growth hacking or some like a, a fast tactic or a technique or something from a freelancer but that sustainability over time and account service and that attention and that you know, communication detail and relationship building is not the same as what you're going to get with an agency that's got account teams and different layers of service layers and that sort of thing in it. So I think that that's a really interesting point um, that, that you bring up that there is there is competitive advantage in being having a bigger footprint, um, even in a, a super competitive market uh, like India or Philippines or um, even some countries in Africa now are sort of growing those uh, sort of grassroots digital marketing uh, skill sets. Very, very interesting. Um, so you took you support sort of end to end digital. Was that also something that you from that sort of that app? You know, you've launched the app and now you've got to deploy and then market the app from launch all the way through. Was that something that you kind of that full end to end capability? Was that something that you always did, or is that something that you've sort of built over time? So I think. Just thinking on it, that would make sense that from, okay, we've created this app and now we've got to create, we've got to market it. You're sort of starting at day zero of here's a thing with with no marketing and we've got to start and then we've got to launch it, then we've got to maintain it, then we've got to you know, update it and, and, and keep going all the way through that cycle. Am I correct in thinking that's kind right. of, that's how that came about? Um, right. So it, it's not something that we started with all the end-to-end uh, uh, right. points of this stuff. We started during the process. So we started with building the uh, solutions first, and then uh, we started mm-hmm. marketing them. And there was also yeah. a requirement of uh, uh, handling the sales for them. So for example, let's say if I'm 
I'm doing uh, a digital marketing for a hospital, and uh, they're expected to receive about close to about four thousand, five thousand leads per month. They mm. are also expecting us to do the sales for them as well. Right. So we started right. hiring uh, people who, who can handle CRM, who can talk to the patients, convert them, and uh, give. So when when um, clients are coming. They were not just looking for digital marketing; they were looking for mm. building their business. So, for right. every stage, from website building to getting the traffic on the website, and, uh, those uh, visitors filling up the form to converting into appointments, all of it as a factor is end to end for us. So, the late mm. part that I right. spoke about, mm. the sales part, we have reached. Recently started and it's going pretty well, and uh, that that completes the end-to-end digital marketing. We 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 can yeah, uh, right. uh, we just not uh, handle this uh, the marketing part, but also the sales part because that is more important. Because in industry, what happens mm. is we get them qualified leads, but the qualified leads are getting rejected by the by the end client, saying that they were not able to convert them, and the industry right. percentage of conversion. Here in India is about 15 to 18 percent. How can we increase that from 15 to 18 percent to 25 to 30 percent? Was something mm-hmm. that we were doing a lot of research about, and um, we came across certain um, strategies which can help us converting these clients better and uh, maintain their database in such a way that uh, over the over the months we can uh, create uh, such a kind of nurturing that uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Consumers from the previous months can also become, you know, customers in this particular month. So that right. helped us to increase that to 25 to 30 percent, and uh, we right. have further progress on that. Our goal is to at least go to 40, 45 percent. Mm. Yeah, that's again super interesting that you saw that opportunity where, so that that can be where a lot of agencies finish. Like, here's the lead, or here's the booked appointment, job done, <laughs> and then the the client may or may not close the deal. So is that money well spent or not that can be a, an interesting question but seeing that opportunity well actually we'll just we'll close them for you we'll get the sales in we'll nurture and we'll follow up and make sure that we're actually closing the deals and that that is end-to-end business services almost going beyond marketing sort of in, is, is that into sales so sort of closing that full acquisition loop um which is yeah, really interesting that there's a, that opportunity to I guess from from a client perspective, if you're doing everything up until literally closing the sales, and now all I've got to do is deliver the product or deliver the service, that that's a, a pretty good win for me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you see, uh, Chris, we are already doing this for an e-commerce company. If you see. Right. For e-commerce companies, we do end to end anyway, right? We we get to make uh, the consumer purchase the product uh, through an online portal. Right, they end up paying on the portal, so that's a direct sale. So if we can achieve mm-hmm. that for an e-commerce companies, um, it's it should be the same for uh, companies who are looking for lead generation, companies who are mm-hmm. uh, working on a physical uh, model of uh, transferring their services and having a transaction over the after mm-hmm. the service. So it's it's quite doable in that industry as well, and that that's what mm-hmm. we are trying to uh, prove here. Yeah, and that works. There's there's yeah. no blame game. There's no blame game, and we get to handle everything. So mm. our, our performance is not just uh, because uh, for for a 
good success for a for a client, it has to be an end-to-end integration, which starts from dispense and ends with the revenues or the profitability that they make. So unless mm-hmm. and until as a partner, we don't understand the whole cycle, I think we'll not be able to help them as much as we could with our potential. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I t- definitely agree because it can. I, I like that e-commerce example because, as a marketing agency, with a when there's an online transaction, I can say, well, here's the ad they clicked and here's the purchase they made. There's a direct correlation, but with a an offline sale like hospitality or hospitals, like here's the ad they clicked and over here somewhere they bought something, but. It was physical. They checked out at an FPOS machine, or they bought somewhere else, or they paid cash. It's very hard to track that transaction. So, as much as the more you can digitize that process or have input in that process, and you go, well, now we can attribute every sale to every action that we did in the marketing side. I think that becomes really, really interesting from a um, from an offer perspective and from a client to say, well, we can literally attribute every click to every sale. Um, whether that's e-commerce or commerce, just you know, any any type of commerce, very very interesting. So PM, yeah, in fact that you're holding, taking care of that sales piece, and now you've got that direct attribution. I think that's uh, yeah, very very clever, cool stuff. Thank you. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> the job done yet. There, there's a, there's a lot to do in that space. Mm. We mm. are building um, some of the CRMs and lead management. Um, products which can help us and even capturing any call that happens over the process because mm. um, a lot of a lot of things happen as you said happens offline and for us to connect that to digital media and attribute it to the campaigns that we have uh, run for them it's not very easy so mm. we are we are building some tools with the help of local uh, telephony companies we can help which can help us in attribute in everything that goes over the digital media so, yeah, well, yeah, it becomes very, very powerful as a as an offer, and it, for me as a client, that um, to to have that visibility, literally end to end visibility on, hey, I'm paying this much here, and I'm making this much here, and every so every click and every dollar is attributed to a sale that's a or to to, to revenue, that's a pretty powerful stuff. Very very cool stuff, Roger. I'm glad we got to we got to chat and got to have, have you on the call. And we, initially we'd booked, and it was about 4:30 a.m. your time. So I'm glad we got to when you're awake and you got to have a good a good rest and come and share uh, some of your knowledge in the space with us here today. It's been a uh, super interesting for me, and I'm sure um, there's a lot of interesting stuff here for the, the agency owners listening at home. Um, if people want to find out more about you and get connected, have a chat. Where are some of the best places that they can uh, do that there's a few places up on screen We've got your shootorder.com um they can also check you out at facebook or linkedin which is which is better right linkedin is better I'm, I'm pretty active on linkedin okay we'll send everyone to linkedin um I'll, I'll, for those that aren't looking at the screen that are listening to the podcast i'll drop all those links in the show notes so you can uh, click on those and go get connected to Rajat and find out all your questions about end-to-end marketing and some of his sales secrets and how he's managed to grow a team to 55 people, which is no mean feat. That's a lot of people to manage. Um, having run a 20, 30-person agency, <laughs> 55, and the amount of uh, human resources and 
emotional energy required to run that many people that's uh some very very cool stuff right Jack, glad we got to speak thank you so much for dropping by um i enjoyed it hope you are enjoyed it and hope everyone at home enjoyed it as much as i did thank you thank you chris for having me on your show and yes definitely it was a it was a nice powerful talk early morning talk that i had today <laughs> awesome thank you mate thank you everyone for listening and we'll catch you on the next one cheers